And this is Karen Coach's Corner Chats, and on the podcast today, I have Kendall Baird. Kendall, where are you at, and what are you up to? Well, I'm currently in Billings, Montana, the graduate assistant um, at Montana State University Billings for the women's team. But I was just offered a job, so I've accepted it, and I will be moving back home to North Carolina. Um, I will be in Asheville working at Warren Wilson College on the men's side. So I'm going to be the assistant for the men's soccer team. So I'm super excited about it. So is, is North Carolina originally where home was at? Yeah, it is. That's, so I moved all the way across to Montana and now I'm moving all the way back across to North Carolina. Did you, um, while in North Carolina, did you go to college there? Yeah, I went um, right across the border um, in Tennessee to King University. It's in Bristol, Tennessee. So I was only like an hour and a half away from home. So it wasn't too far. Has this, has coaching been something that you've always wanted to do? Well, the funny thing is, is like in college, I was like, I want nothing to do with this. Like once soccer's done, like I'm going to be done with it. It's, you know, it's been a long route, but like, I love soccer so much. And then my senior year, like my head coach was, Hey, why don't you go get your F license when that was still a thing? And I was like, ah. I, I don't know I don't think that's what I want to do and then like I just kind of listened to him and I went and tried to coach um, a little club team I got like a little U12 uh, mixed team a little co-ed team and I kind of just fell in love with it there because like the kids were just so great and I was having such a great time and I was like okay so maybe this is something I want to do and then um it kind of just progressed from there because I, I was like, I want to keep playing. So I kind of left coaching for a second, went and tried um, playing in the WPSL. And, and then my body was just kind of like, no, like you're done. You, you need to stop playing. And so went back and like got a high school um, coaching job. And after that, it just like quickly progressed. And I got into the college world and now I'm out here in Montana. What, what was it like when you had to come to that realization that chasing playing wasn't gonna continue on how hard was that for you to give up um that was honestly like one of the hardest things I've ever had to do I know like every athlete you know probably goes through that time in their life when their sport is just you know they're finally done and it's like who am I now like what do I do like I'm not an athlete anymore so like being able to coach has just been you know a great thing because I still get to be a part of the game I might get to ping the ball around a little bit still and and just still be involved. So it's been nice, but like definitely like not being a college athlete and like being a in shape athlete, like I once was, has been very difficult, but you know, it's something I've started to, you know, learn from and kind of get used to. So. How is it that you end up playing in Tennessee, but then when you go to coach, you end up all the way in Montana. How does that come about? How do you, how does your journey take you all the way across the U S yeah, so it was actually like a really small world. So I was in um, Virginia coaching at Emory and Henry College at the time. And I was like, all right, I've been here for two and a half years. Like, maybe I'll look for something else, you know, maybe my next step. And I was like, I should probably get my master's. That might help me in the long run if I ever want, want to be a head coach in college, you know. So I like got on the NCAA job market. I was just looking and I was like, man, I've always wanted to be somewhere out West. And so I saw that posting for um, MSUB 
And I like looked up the head coach. And the crazy thing is, is he's from North Carolina as well. And he, in the last school that he'd coached at was actually the school that I was currently at at Emory and Henry. So there's just all these little like small connections. So I just reached out to him and it just like worked out so well. Cause he was like, yeah, like a fellow North Carolinian, we've coached at the same college. You want to be out here? Like we can get your master's for free. So I was like, this is an opportunity I can't turn down. So I had to go for it. Is he excited for you uh, to make this next jump um, heading back to North Carolina? Yeah, it's it's another like small world here, too, because he actually, um, when he was in college, played at Warren Wilson for two years um, and then transferred somewhere else. So when I told him that I was going to go coach at Warren Wilson, he's like, oh, my gosh, like like 12 years ago, you would have been my assistant coach. Like, that's crazy. Um, but he's yeah, he's super like he's excited for me. He's like, I want everybody that comes to this program, you know, like a coach to learn and grow. And like, you've definitely done that. And I think it's great because you're finally getting your chance to step on the men's side of the game, which is something I've always wanted to do. So he's very excited for me. So just to kind of go back, so in college, your first jump was to a high school program. Mm -hmm. What was that experience like, like first getting in there? What were some of the things that you look back and go like good things and things that you're like, man, what the heck was I doing? Uh, yeah, so I mean, my soccer career playing had just ended. So I'm like, all right, like, it's fine. I, I can totally do this. Like I can coach. I've played for a long time. And then I get to this high school and it's um, high school girls. So I was very just I was like nervous, super nervous about it just because I was like, oh, my gosh, I've only coached, you know, like 11 year old kids before this. And now these are, you know, about to be adults out in the world. And so like I get there and the head coach and the assistant, there were two assistants, um, were just like these two incredible men that just like pushed me forward and were like, try this, do this, even if you fail, like we're here to back you up, like don't worry about anything. So I'm. I was so nervous though. Like I look back and I had like zero confidence in myself. And so that's something that like, I kind of regret because I'm like, man, I sh like, I know the game. I, I know how to, you know, teach the younger kids, but like, I just had no confidence, but they, the two coaches were very supportive and like, Hey, you can do this, try this or try that. And so, I mean, it worked out in the end. Cause after that is when I got my first college job. And so my confidence just slowly began to grow as I was like, oh, maybe I can do this because now I'm going to the college level. And so it's like, I have to show confidence too at the, at the college level or these kids might like eat me alive. So it's like, <laughs> I, I got to show all this confidence. So it just, yeah, that's kind of like my experience at the first high school gig. Was, was the confidence thing, is that something that you were as a player as well? Were you always kind of questioning your ability or were you very confident on the field and then that coaching, it was like, it's just a different vibe and an outlook. Yeah. I mean, I always like, I've always kind of like doubted myself, but like, I know I was like, I'm a good player. Like all I have to do is just have confidence in myself. Like, and on the field, I would play with so much confidence, but there's be those moments like before the game where I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, what if I mess up or, but I had like a really awesome coach in college that would just boost my confidence because he knew I would get in my head and, you know, just kind of like doubt myself, um, but it was a complete switch, like a totally different vibe from coaching. Cause it's like, now they're all looking to me. I'm in charge. So I have to lead them. And, you know, it's not me looking to somebody else um, and just like <laughs> focusing on myself and how well I'm going to do. It's like, now I have, you know, 25 kids that I want to like help 
be amazing athletes and people. So it's just like this totally different kind of confidence, I think. What was it about the the coach at Kings that you seem to enjoy so much? Me and him just like really connected, like on a personal level. Um, I mean, we just like had really good communication. Um, and just like when I was um, a junior or senior in high school, well, a senior, I guess, like him and I just, he was a new coach at the school and I had wanted to go there. So like off the bat, I had emailed him. I was like, hey, I want to come here. And so like, just from then, like he would come and just come to my games and be like a big supporter. He would always just, he's like, I know you're a good player. We're going to give you this amount of scholarship because we believe in you. And it was just like, he always had, you know, good things to say to me, even if we would go through like an argument or something, like it always came out, like, I believe in you, like you can do this and I'm going to be here for you. Like every day until the end, like even now he's, he's one of my references. And so he's just still been someone who's really important in my life. So it's been pretty awesome. With the, with the moving out in a way, what has that been for like your, your parents and family? Um, Like not having you all the way across country and now coming back, what's, how excited have they been one about just kind of where this journey is taking you physically? And then secondly, how excited are they about your maturation as a soccer coach? Um, they were very spoiled because for the longest time, you know, I only lived an hour and a half away. So when Mm -hmm. I would play, or even when I was coaching, my parents would like come to every single game, um, and just watch me coach. So they were like, wow, are you sure you want to move to Montana? Like, we're not going to be able to come to every single game. And I was like, no, like, I really feel like this is something that I need to do. I can get my master's for free. And, you know, like I've always wanted to experience being out West. So they were like very hesitant. And my dad kept kept making jokes like, no, like you don't want to move. You don't, you don't need to move. You'll be fine. (laughs) Like stay here. And so like, but it was a fun, like family trip driving me all the way across here to move. Um, And my sister is a PA. So she only got to stay for a little bit because she had to get back to work. But my parents stayed for like a month when they first moved me in. And we just went exploring because like Montana is just so gorgeous anyways. And so it like felt like home, just being able to drive around and see all these new places with them. And then um, I kind of like waited to tell them a little bit about this new job because I kind of wanted to surprise them because I knew they'd be so excited because they were like, oh, look at all these job openings over here. Like you can come back home. And I'm like, oh, like, we'll see, you know, I don't know where this will take me. Um But then when I got the offer from Warren Wilson, I was like, guys, like I'm coming back home. Um, I will only be like an hour and a half away again. And like my, they were so excited and they're so ready. They're like, oh, we'll even drive back out there and help you move stuff and drive all the way back to your house again, like in five days. And I was like, you guys still have to do that. But, um, and my sister's like super excited. And I think they can just tell like how much that I've grown as a person in like the coaching and just in life from having this experience of moving out here on my own and then, you know, growing and then realizing like, all right, I'm going to come back and now I'm going to take on a new challenge on the men's side. So I think it's been pretty good though. I was going to ask what it, it, this one I'm assuming was like the first big move away from home mm-hmm. that, and what have you, what were some of the the obstacles that you ran into that you were like, man, I got to just work through this and um, persevere. Well, I mean, like the farthest I'd ever been away from home before was like three hours. So, you know, this is like a massive thing, like, oh, if I want to see you guys, I have to fly home. Um, And so 
like at first it was a little difficult like them leaving I was like oh my gosh like I'm completely on my own right now but it it was really nice because I was able to um like the coworkers that I worked with were just incredible and they just kind of like took me in immediately and like asking me to go do all these different things so I was like oh like it feels like I have a family here already um but it like I would like to say like I didn't really get homesick it's just because like once I started to get in the groove of things like I was just like oh I have soccer I have soccer I'm busy I'm doing school so it just kind of like became normal and sometimes I get confused and I'm like wait am I in Virginia or am I in Montana like (laughs) I can't remember which state I'm in right now and so it's it's just been um like really not that bad so I'm kind of proud of myself for moving all the way out here by myself and and being all right what 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 does soccer look like in Montana? Because when I hear Montana, I'm thinking feet upon feet of snow. Um, so what what is the setup? Like how like what's your what what was the fall season look like? What's the spring look like? All those types of things in terms of opportunities to train. Do you guys have to go inside? Is there some special dome or what do you guys have set up there? Yeah. So the funny thing actually like while I've been here there hasn't been like a whole lot of snow like it normally has the thing that has bothered me the most is the wind it just comes out of nowhere and it'll get up to like 60 miles per hour so you're like okay well are we going outside today oh nope there's 60 mile per hour wind so I'll see you guys inside um I mean at the school we have a good like indoor gym with some goals that it's like a pretty big space so we're able to have the whole team down there which is really nice um and you'll never like find a grass field um, at a college in Montana because they have to have turf just to like quickly get the snow off if they need to. Um, we've definitely had to plow the field before multiple times. Um, we have like our maintenance people come and do it. And so we'll just have like either a part of the box is completely like cleared off or like half the field's cleared off. So we kind of got to like plan around what space we have um, when it snows a lot. Um, there is like an indoor arena that has turf. So we've done some like indoor um, games in there and like some practices. It's a little bit of a smaller space, but I mean, there's plenty of opportunity to get inside and like the kids growing up here, the thing to do is play futsal um, and like a basketball gym. So a lot of them are like really good at futsal because in the winter it gets so cold. So they got to be inside. And the thing too about Montana is like, it'll get down to negative 20. So you don't even want to step outside. It's so cold. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> um, so now as you move back east, you were mentioning that now you're kind of going from like the women's side to the male side. Um, what about that kind of intrigued you and, and made you say, no, I don't think I want to take the jump and, and, and see what that's like. Yeah. So um, before I moved out to Montana, I was in Abingdon, Virginia, and I was just working at Emory and Henry. And I had a friend that worked at the high school and he's like, Hey, the men's assistant position at the high school is coming open. You should apply. And I was like, Oh, I've never done, you know, the men's side before this, this would be cool. Like I definitely want to try it out. So I applied, I got the job and, and, and that small of like a place, the head coach was just like a teacher. So he didn't really know like what soccer was. So I was basically running everything. Um, and I just loved it. Like the guys were just so incredible and they became family to me. And like, I still talk to them um, now. And, and then the season after I got the head coaching position for them, uh, which was something that was just like 
so I was so like proud of myself for kind of like being able to show, you know, like other, like, just like little girls that maybe want to coach men at some point, you know, like, oh, I can do it. Um, and so like I was the head coach and then of course COVID came around. So that kind of wiped that out. Um, and then that's when I ended up moving to Montana, but just from like coaching them, I've just always wanted to get back into the men's side. And I was like, oh, I doubt I would ever be able to coach on the men's side in college. Like that's unheard of for a woman. But then um, I met coach Minnell, who's the head coach at Warren Wilson. And he was like, no, I only want a female for my assistant. I don't want a male. He was like, I really want to like help women get more involved in the game on both sides. He's like, I want to help grow the game for women and put them in positions of like power because like they can do it it's just as men can. And he was like, yeah, I posted the job online and the only applicants I got were men. And he said, I declined every single one of them and just didn't have an assistant coach for the season because I wanted a woman. And he found me on Twitter actually. Um, and was just like, I, I would love to take you as my assistant. And I was like, all right, this is it. I got to take it. Like, here's my opportunity to get on the men's side. So he's, he's been like a really awesome person and just like trying to break those boundaries and everything. So I'm really thankful for him too. What is that like for you, I guess, personally, as a female that's trying to make those, is there, do you feel added pressure or stress with that? Or you seem like a very kind of easygoing, fun-loving kind of person. So are you just taking it as is? Like, this is another great opportunity and experience, and I'm just going to make the best of it? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, when I first at Abingdon, like, oh, my gosh, like, I asked the AD, I was like, how do you think, like, boys are going to handle having a coach that's a woman? Like, and they're like, oh, they just want to win. Like, they just want somebody who's going to, you know, who knows the game and is going to teach them. They don't care that, you know, it's a woman or a man. And so I was like, you're right. Like the game is the exact same on both sides. So why does it matter? Um, and so like, I'm lucky because I got the confidence from coaching them and just seeing how well, like we were able to mesh and they didn't care, you know, that I was a woman coaching them. Um, and so now I'm just seeing this college position is just like another great opportunity to, you know, break boundaries and just, you know, I'm ready to do it. It's you know, the game is the same and everybody, you know, most soccer players all want to win. So I'm just there to help them grow and be a better version of themselves. So is, has the, your playing level, it sounds like to even be thinking about going to the, like the professional level and women's means that you were playing at a pretty high level. Um, was that something like you've talked about your parents, they seem really supportive, like even coming and spending a month with you in Montana how supportive were they even as you were as a player um, in your youth days and then through high school and then just this whole kind of journey that you've been on? Oh my gosh, my parents are incredible. Um, like since I was little, they didn't, you know, like push me to do things or be like, you have to play this sport, you have to do this. Like, hey, like go have fun, like do your thing. And then they just realized like, I was like, man, I really love this game a lot. Like my goal is to play in college. And so, I mean, they supported me through everything and they came to every game. They weren't the parents that were like, well, you could have done this better this game. Oh, you could have done this. They just sat, they watched, they cheered me on. And then after the game, you know, they'd be like, great job. Like you did good. But it's funny because my dad can remember 
every single like stat from my life. He'll be like, Hey, remember back in like 2001 when you scored that goal? And I'm like, no, I have no clue what you're talking about. (laughs) All of that. And it's just crazy. Um, And even in college, they were at like every single game, which was really nice. Like, that's why I kind of liked being closer to home too, because they could come to all my games. And it's kind of funny though, because my sister is four years older than me and she played basketball in college. Um, But I was still in high school. So my parents didn't really leave me behind. They had to kind of stay home. So they didn't get to go to as many games of hers um, as they did my soccer games. So she's still a little salty that they spent more time at my games in college than they did hers. But um, yeah, it's just like, they've always just been such big supporters of me and like everything I do. And so I really am like, super blessed to have two parents that are just like, hey, go do it and you know do your best and we'll be right here for you is is where you're headed now in terms of um doing the men's and stuff when does that actually happen i guess i hear like from conversations never really ever asked what is the transition like to go from one school to the next so like when do you finish up in montana and then what is that next like what's your summer look like what's the transition look like coming back home yeah, so I'm actually moving here at the end of January, so it's it's a pretty quick turnaround. Um, I don't technically have to be in person for Warren Wilson um, until March, so he's just been sending me a lot of um, stuff I can do online, remote, so it's just a lot of recruiting stuff right now, um, but I'm still kind of like in the Montana stuff as well, so I'm slowly kind of just like doing the last things that I need to do for them and like help them kind of finish out what my job was. Um, And then I'll be just fully into Warren Wilson. So I like my official start date is January 15th, which is tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, yeah, but I'll, I'll still be here, you know, until the end of January. So I told uh, the head coach here that I would, you know, help out with whatever he needs and until I leave. Um, because I'm only just doing remote stuff for Warren Wilson right now. Um, But when I move, I'll be getting involved in clubs. So that's why I'm kind of going ahead and moving now. So I can just start getting involved in the club and the kids that are in the area and kind of start getting used to living back in North Carolina. I was going to say, so once you get, you move and you're in uh, back here in the East, what are, what are some of the first things that you feel like you're going to have to kind of get in place and start setting that foundation to get, you know, for success? Well, the stressful part was finding a home because like the area Asheville is just booming. It's insane. Um, but just signed a lease last night. So I've got a place secured. So that's kind of off my plate, which makes me feel a lot better. Um, I've been in communication with uh, the club, just basically everybody in it has been like calling me and emailing me and just been like, we're super excited to have you like, here's all these opportunities you can do to like earn extra money and get, you know, more involved. So like, my biggest fear right now is just like trying to pack everything up into a car um, and move it across the country. But now that I have um, a home to put it in, it'll be a lot better. But once I get there, I'm going to be hitting the ground running and just starting with club. They do this really cool thing um, called soccer in the schools. So I would go in each day, um, every day of the week for school week from like eight to two. 
And I would basically become like the PE teacher and teach soccer to these kids in the school so we can start getting more kids involved with soccer and like getting them involved in the club. And they said they've been doing it for like 15 years and it's been really successful and like having coaches go into the school and be like, hey, you could come play rec or tell your parents about soccer because, you know, most kids might still don't really know about soccer. You know, it's still kind of growing. Um, So there's just like, all these opportunities for me. And I'm just so excited because I'm like ready to go now and be like, all right, like, let's start doing this. Um, And then, you know, getting to campus at Warren Wilson and, you know, meeting everybody and just kind of getting settled on that. But it was nice because we had a Zoom last night. So I got to meet um, quite a few of the guys, um, which was really nice. And just like seeing some faces and putting names to faces. So that was the first time that I got to talk to them. but yeah, so I mean, I'm just ready to go, ready to get on the ground running. <laughs> so it sounds like you're going to be doing a little bit of like club and some of the college. So you're just you're getting completely immersed in the in the whole soccer scene there in Asheville. Oh, yeah, because college is like the assistant. So, I mean, it's like part time. So I got to find some other like bit of income as well, which I mean, I played against this club when I was little because it's so close to my home so I've known about it you know forever and so I'm like really excited to to join it and like all these cool coaches that I've already been talking to and meet all these new people but yeah I'm I'm going to fully immerse myself into the soccer world there because it's actually incredible like they have um is it a USL or whatever like semi-pro team in Asheville and the people show out for those games and the Mm. soccer community is just insane there so that's something else I'm really looking forward to. I love the program of taking soccer and bringing it into the schools what a cool little idea um, to create and I think you'll this the it sounds like you're going to be able to experience from like the little ones to whatever you end up dealing with in club all the way up to the to the college level it's really cool you're going to experience the whole spectrum yep all of them every age (laughs) (laughs) um now that you're going to go into that assistant do you have does kendall have a a kind of a crystal ball look of like here's where i'd like to end up or you know do you do you have aspirations of being a head coach at the college level um, you know, you've done the high school thing, or do you even think it'd be cool to go to W, you know, like the women's NWSL or something and, and possibly do some professional stuff or where's Kendall, where are you at now, which I know you're headed to Asheville, but kind of big picture, where do you see yourself? I mean, I'm kind of like a, a small town, like really outdoorsy kind of person. So Asheville's like a really good fit for me. Like ever since I was little, I've wanted to live there. Um, so this is like a great opportunity. And if I had the opportunity to stay there for a while, I definitely would, um, and like find a head coaching position in Asheville if possible, or just get completely immersed in the club. Um, but there's, I've thought about, you know, being a head coach, um, at the college level. And that's kind of why I went to go get my master's as well. And so if I could help myself kind of in that, um, situation, the last school that I worked at Emory and Henry, like I would love to go back and be a head coach there on the women's side. Um, I really enjoyed being there and it's just like, it's all kind of like in a triangle close to home. Um, it's very outdoorsy. There's so many people I know and just like great supporters that have helped me, you know, in my 
coaching and playing career. So like everything that I know is kind of like in that area. Um, I haven't really thought about like going past the college level. Um, but if it was maybe like a WPSL team or something, you know, and I got the opportunity to assist with that, I would absolutely like say yes. Cause that would just be an incredible opportunity. And, it, and that's only during the summer. So I could, you know, keep a, a college job as well if I wanted to. Um, so it hasn't like, I haven't had much thought on that just kind of like day to day, like, where am I going to go next? And then kind of focusing on that and then see what happens, see what cards I get dealt and just kind of go from there. Will you be doing any schooling or anything back at Asheville or are you just going to be strictly focused on soccer? I'm going to crush soccer. No. So I actually have one semester left of my master's, but everything's online. So I will move to Asheville. I'll be finishing my last semester of my master's uh, and doing all this soccer. So I'm almost there though. So not too much longer. Have you, um, you know, you've talked about being outdoorsy and all that. Has that just been something, are you, have you always been kind of a, like a just on the go type of person personality wise, even as a youngster all the way through? Oh yeah. Like you could find me outside when I was little, just like running around barefooted, like every day, just around the neighborhood. And like growing up, that was one of my favorite things was just being immersed in out in the woods, you know, like having fun and being by a river or camping or hiking. And, um, I used to go to this camp, uh, when I was younger, that's actually pretty close to Asheville. And I went there for like I don't know, like 12 years. And it was just kind of an every summer kind of thing. And they would take us whitewater rafting, canoeing. Um, I would learn archery, like rappelling, rock climbing. It was just like all this stuff. And it just kind of like helped grow my love for all of that. And so I've just always wanted to be somewhere where if I need to escape, I can just like go out into the woods and go on a hike with my dog and I'll be good to go. <laughs> Is is the, the you brought up and I brought I asked earlier about you wanting to possibly go to like that professional level and all that type of stuff what was it that kind of made you think maybe this wasn't for me like college it sounded like you were like yep I'm gonna go play college and it all worked out really well what was something that you kind of look back on and go you know that was kind of like a moment where I thought you know maybe it is and you kind of mentioned maybe the body a little bit but what was it that kind of made you think you know I'm gonna go maybe the coaching route um, well, it was definitely the, the body played a big part in it because I actually had um, about six concussions. Uh, so yeah, my senior year of college, they were like, Kendall, you have to wear the headgear or you're not playing. So I had to get like one of those little thin mm -hmm. headgear things. I was like, man, I'm going to be so embarrassed out in this field wearing this, but you know, like made you feel like you can do anything. Cause like, oh yeah, I'm wearing this headgear. Like if I get hit, nothing's going to happen. Um, so that was kind of the thing. I was like, I'm going to try and push, you know, one more like season and see if I can make it in the WPSL. And I went there with my best friend who's from Ireland. Um, so we kind of just did it together. And then after that, both of us were just kind of like, eh, like we're really hurting. Like my brain probably can't make it another little bit longer. So that's kind of just like what decided it. And I was like, well, at least I still have coaching. So I'm going to stay this route because honestly, I could never leave the game of soccer. Like, I think I would just like shrivel up and die if I didn't have soccer in my life. So it's interesting because I've talked to a couple other coaches and one of the reasons was concussions was a reason out. Is that something that's kind of even 
I don't want to say at the forefront of, for you when you do work with players is their health and safety and mental, like you just mentioned your brain, like we all know how, how ridiculously important that is to us. How important is like, especially nowadays, like now it's doing Zoom and mental health and all those types of things. How is that experience of dealing with the actual, um, you know, the concussions and the after effects? I'm sure there's headaches and all these other things that come along with it. How has that influenced how you kind of look at the, the game and your coaching? Um, I think it has, like, even though as much as I, you know, hate that all of that happened, like, I think it really did help me in the long run because it taught me to sit back and be like, all right, what is important? You know, like I am, yeah, I love soccer, but I am going to need my brain, you know, for the rest of my life. Um, and so I was like excited when, you know, U.S. soccer, whatever was like, all right, kids below 12 years old, like no heading the ball, because that's a very important time in their brain development. Um, and I even had like a little kid in my very first club that um, would, he just loved heading the ball. And I was like, you're not allowed to head the ball, like stop doing it. And he would did it one game and like, you could just see he looked kind of out of it. And I was like, that is not okay. And like, I pulled him out of the game and I was like, look, like you can't be doing that. Like we, you're a good soccer player. You might need that brain, you know, like 10 years down the road, if you want to play in college. Um, and his mom was just like asking me all these questions about it. And like, do you think he has like a concussion? I was like, I mean, I can't diagnose your child for you, but I think he, you know, I've been through so many and I know what the pain is and what it can do to you. Um, so, you know, just, sit back and you know let him relax for a little bit and even my college athletes or my high school ones that come out and they're like man my head hurts and I'm like all right like sit down like we're <laughs> not letting you go back in this game until we figure it out because even in like in college my um bachelor is in athletic training so I had a lot of that information as well um so I knew all of the like concussion stuff and even though I wouldn't like hold myself to it even though like I knew all of that I was like all right like no, you don't need to do this because there's like the second impact syndrome where if you get hit, you know, while you still have your first concussion and you get hit again, like you could possibly die. And so I'm just like, yeah, maybe you want to play the game right now, but your life is more important to me than you going out there and, and scoring a goal. So I just think that like being able to have that knowledge and just being able to use it coaching um, has been really great because, you know, kids just want to play and you got to be able to have that like voice and stop them. And, you know, Hey, like sit down, like you can be out a week or you could be out for the rest of your life, you know? So it's been like, I think it helped me in the long run. In terms of those, those meetings that you just started having with the players in Asheville, what, what have been some of the things that you're, you're hoping to get from those meetings? in terms of not just recognizing faces and putting names and all that type of stuff, what are some of the things like you want to get across to them and then things that you're hoping to get from them? Yeah. So yesterday was our very first one. Um, it was with a psychologist. So the school has like a sports psychologist or whatever. So he had already um, planned questions out for them, which were actually like pretty vulnerable. Like you know, what is your biggest struggle right now? Like biggest fear, like stuff like that. And I was like, dang, like my first meeting, I'm sitting here and I'm going to, these guys got to open up. They're probably like, oh my gosh, like I got to get a little bit vulnerable. And I just met her. Um, and it was just nice because like, 
I got to listen to them, you know, kind of really speak their minds and, and heart and just kind of like see who they were as people. Um, not everyone on the team was there, you know, some of them had work or class, but like the ones that I did get to, to meet was really nice. And even the psychologist, you know, like let me chime in. So I got to be a little bit vulnerable with them as well. Uh, which I think was really good, even though it's the first meeting and you're like, oh my gosh, like we're really getting to know each other this first time. I think it was good because they were able to, you know, see who I was as a person and kind of see my personality and who I am. And I got to see who they were. So I like, I know we're going to have more and then they will be in person um, once everybody gets back on campus and everything. So I'm looking forward to actually continuing those. I was a little nervous to meet them, you know, on a Zoom call, but uh, it worked out really nice and just, you know, opening up to them and them opening up to everyone else. I like the fact that they have an actual psychologist, like a specialist to, to work with the guys. And the cool thing to hear is um, the willingness for them to be open. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool. And to hear like your side of things as well, because like you've mentioned before, that communication piece is so important in terms of knowing your players and, and, and what have you as, so that's one, like step one that you've gotten into as an assistant coach, what, what are those roles? What are some responsibilities that you have um, that when you get to Asheville in terms of day in, day out um, of the program? Um, I mean, the head coach there is, wonderful so he's like you know I'm you and I are gonna share responsibility of like everything that this program evolves around um so I know that like in the on the women's side you know I've kind of been that confidant for some of the players to come to and and talk about mental health and like opening up and stuff like that uh which has been really important to me like to be able to be that resource for them um so I'm hoping you know that can translate over to the men's side as well and that I can begin to build those relationships and you know show them that I care and hopefully you know they'll feel comfortable enough to open up to me as well but you know that's always kind of like the the assistant's job is you kind of hear all the other little things that the head coach doesn't necessarily need to hear or whatever um and so a lot of the responsibility of that kind of stuff gets put on the assistant which is totally fine with me because Like, I would love to sit down and chat with anyone if they, you know, needed to talk or it was just something about class, like, hit me up, we can talk, I don't care. Um, So it's nice, like, seeing that they have this kind of culture already, um, because I was kind of like, oh, men don't, you know, like, they're probably not going to open up, they don't want to talk about feelings, but like, I'm like, all right, so they see that we can do this over Zoom. So I'm kind of hoping, you know, once I get there, we can just continue that and we can be open with each other and just like really begin to build relationships. The, the one I've lo- absolutely love this little chat. Um, and I'm excited to see kind of your move and how this grows and, and prospers. If people want to connect with you and kind of follow the journey back across the U.S., uh, what's an easy way to connect uh, and follow you? They should definitely find me on Twitter because that is like my go-to. It's like my news every day anyways. So um, very responsive on there and I'd be willing to talk to anybody on there. So if they want to, it's, you know, just Kindle underscore Leanna um, would love for anyone to follow and ask questions and see how my trip back across the country is. 
what let me ask you this too what is the, what what do you love about twitter what's what is the what is the i guess the fascinate fascination but what's why do you enjoy using twitter so much um it's just like once i started coaching i just started following all these different coaches and i was like getting follows back and i was like oh like i'm building like a little community of coaches like this is how i can network and it's honestly been like the coolest thing ever because I've been able to get on Twitter and be like, Hey, like I am looking for a 2022 left back or whatever. Like people send me your players um, and I'll get responses and people will send me some of their players. And then it also turns into this, like where I get to, you know, talk to someone like you and just kind of like open up about stuff and, and just like meeting all these people and Twitter got me the Warren Wilson job. Like, it's just like all these small little connections. Cause I just tweeted, you know, like, Oh, like this tweet, if I should stop being a baby and like apply for a men's job. And I got all <laughs> these likes and I was like, Oh my gosh, like people are actually, you know, supporting this. And there's a lot of men that are liking this and like wanting me to go for this. And then coach Mendel just like sent me a message and was like, Hey, would love for you to come work for me. And so like Twitter's just been like a job opportunity place a place to, you know, talk and just speak up. It's been somewhere I've met people and like connected with so many other coaches and I've been able to ask for advice. Um, and the soccer chat thing is kind of what got me started with Sean, um, soldering. So he's, he's somebody that like I on Twitter, after I started communicating on soccer chat, it was like, just grew like more connections and networking. So I'm, I'm a huge fan of Twitter and I always tell coaches like other soccer coaches, like, Hey, just hop on Twitter, make a Twitter, start following people. Like you'll get connections this way. And it's been a great way for me to network. The last thing I wanted to ask is when you started out coaching, you had like concerns about confidence and all that type of stuff. Now that you've gone, like done the GA thing and now you're coming back and, and what have you, has that confidence is built? Or are you still in the process of kind of developing that? Oh my gosh, it's definitely like exponentially grown, um, which like I knew it would take me a little while. I'm like actually throwing myself out there and just doing it. Um, and so like being out here, you know, has really helped grow my confidence. And so now I'm like, all right, I'm ready. Like I'm ready to go coach some guys. Like I might have like a little waiver for a second of, you know, my confidence, but like, no, once that I like jump in and I actually start to get like coaching them, I'm like, Oh, it's fine. Like I'm fine now. So, I mean, yeah, my like back from that first high school job to now, like it is the biggest jump of confidence I think I've ever seen in my life. That's awesome. That is so cool. That's a perfect way to end this one. This is Kieran with Coach's Corner Chats with Kendall Baird, and I'm out. A big shout-out to King and Fifth for hooking me up with the AMRAP beanie. Check them out at kingandfifth.com. Coach's Corner Chats would like to thank Fearless and Capable for supporting the podcast. Visit fearlessandcapable.com.